Once you're done listening to the Locked On Bucks podcast, make sure you check out Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and more around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast. I am James Yarko flying solo on this episode, but you can check out everything David Harrison and I are doing over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you follow along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at JayYarko underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. We'd like to welcome in all of our new and returning listeners. If you're new to the show, please subscribe, leave a five-star review. It helps other Buccaneers fans find us. Coming up on today's show... We're going to be talking a little bit about the rookie, Joe Tryon. We're going to be talking about some struggles happening at camp. We have a couple of questions sent in from our buddy, Grico, but we're going to start things off talking about the health of the team as a whole, both good and bad. Of course, the big news coming out on Monday was that Cameron Brait was removed from the pup list and is going to be back at practice. He was practicing on Tuesday with some light work, so getting that pass-catching tight end, we all know that Cameron Brait is a huge touchdown threat when they get inside the red zone. He's a reliable guy on third downs, so getting that third pass-catching tight end to mix in with O.J. Howard and, of course, Rob Gronkowski is a huge boost to the team. On the flip side... We have Jordan Whitehead, who misses practice again with an undisclosed injury. If you remember, he did have shoulder surgery in the offseason, so this could be stemming from that. There could be a complication, a re-aggravation there. Not sure what the injury is. This is purely speculation on my part, but something to certainly keep an eye on moving forward with uh, you know one of the Buccaneers starting safeties missing some time. Now, Mike Edwards has been performing really well in practice so of course you do have that but Jordan Whitehead was a big part of this defense all last season and in the playoffs so you you definitely don't want to see him missing any kind of time especially for an extended period also rookie Robert Hainsey missed practice again on Tuesday he's been battling an injury and you know the the Buccaneers drafted him for that versatile depth and he's had some trouble being on the field. I have some high hopes for Robert Hainsey in this offense and being one of those depth pieces that could eventually come in and and be a potential starter here in the next couple of years. You have you have some guys along this offensive line that are going to be do some contracts, going to be becoming free agents and having a guy that can play all those interior positions is something that the Buccaneers really really need not only for the depth in 2021 but moving forward potentially on the starting line but something else to note as far as the injury front is concerned and it was something I kind of touched on on yesterday's episode and uh, Bruce Arians talked about it is Jason Pierre-Paul you know I talked about how hyped up and and how excited Jason Pierre-Paul was how explosive he looked 
during those one-on-one drills. Well, Bruce Arians on Tuesday came out and said that this is, he believes, the first time Jason Pierre-Paul has been fully healthy since he arrived in Tampa. Think of how huge that is. Think of how impactful Jason Pierre-Paul has been since Jason Light traded for him. Think of how impactful he was last year. Now think about the fact that this could potentially be the first time he has been fully healthy since joining the Bucks. And, you know, maybe you know, I was thinking yesterday, maybe it was the difference between watching him on, on videos and in games, you know, from a distance compared to watching him in person. But Jason Pierre-Paul looks so explosive and, and so dominant in some of these drills that this could be a huge, huge gain for the Buccaneers if if he really is, you know, 100% for the first time because he's a guy that's at 65, 70, 75% is still one of the best edge rushers in the NFL. You bump that up to 100%, teaming him up with, with Shaquille Barrett and Joe Tryon, who we're going to talk about in the next segment, this could be a devastating pass rush in 2021, especially when you're going up against guys within the division. You got Sam Darnold, you've got Matt Ryan, you've got Jameis or Taysom, whoever it's going to be in New Orleans. Jason Pierre-Paul is going to be an unstoppable, disruptive force all year long if he can stay healthy. I mean, we could potentially be talking about not just the sack leader for the Buccaneers, but we could be talking somebody who's sitting up towards the top of the NFC or the NFL. And you know, if there's a player that I'm going to put my money on, it's going to be Jason Pierre-Paul. But a place where you can put down plenty of your own money on some sporting events is with our friends over at betonline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. You can track all the action at Bet Online. Get the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including the MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code locked on. Again, promo code locked on, all one word, L O C K E D O N, for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Segment two here of the Locked On Bucks podcast, James Yarko, deputy editor of BucksNation.com. Check us out on Twitter at JRCO underscore Bucks at Locked On Bucks. Let's talk a little bit about the Rook. Uh, Joe Tryon has been turning heads. He has been doing some absolutely phenomenal things in camp. He's been moving all over the place, trying to kind of find his niche, find his spot in the rotation. And when he was asked by the media following Tuesday's practice, the the toughest matchups that he's had to go against, he named both Donovan Smith and Tristan Wirfs. So not only is that a nod to how good Donovan and Tristan are, but it shows 
that Todd Bowles is moving him to either side of the field. He's not going to be lining up you know, solely on one side. Bowles is going to move him around, create some mismatches, create some opportunities for his young pass rusher to be able to get after the quarterback. And David and I have talked about this before. Other people are, are talking about it as well is the ability of Todd Bowles to be able to find ways to incorporate Joe Tryon along with Shaq Barrett and Jason Pierre-Paul to create this devastating pass rush that's going to be able to get after quarterbacks, especially, as I mentioned in segment one, some of the statuesque quarterbacks that the Bucks get to go against this year. I named Matt Ryan. I talked about Sam Darnold. You know, you, you have guys coming off of an injury like Dak Prescott in week one you know how mobile is he going to be you have guys like Daniel Jones and Ryan Fitzpatrick that you know the Bucks defense is going to get to go up against this year so there's going to be plenty of opportunity there for for Joe Tryon to be able to get after some of these quarterbacks after practice on Tuesday Bruce Arians simply said about Tryon somebody has to block him and he's hard to block. This guy is so elusive. So I guess for the lack of a better term, he's so nimble. He can he can bend, he can get around. He's just so quick and so strong that he's he's going to create problems for these opposing offenses. There's no question about it. The more I see out of Joe Tryon and the more I see out of Jason Pierre-Paul who we just talked about, the more I see out of this defense as it is entering another year under Todd Bowles, these guys have another year of experience. It it's borderline shocking that they're not in the conversation of being potentially one of the top five defenses in the NFL, maybe even top three. You hear a lot of people talking about the Rams. You hear a lot of people talking about the Steelers and how good those defenses are. This Buccaneers defense is no joke, especially with the addition of Joe Tryon. And and I know we've talked about it a lot, but think about the fact that their first round draft pick First round draft pick, these guys that are expected to come into the NFL, be immediate starters, have immediate impacts, he's a rotational player. He's not a starter. He's a rotational guy that is going to wreak havoc because of his pass rush ability. And and what gets overlooked so much is the fact that he didn't play last year. If he had played last year for for Washington he would have gone way higher than 32nd because he is that good and and he's talked about you know how he's adapting to the Florida heat cuz i mean it's who it is no joke uh you'll go from perfectly fine to looking like you just stepped out of the gulf in a matter of about 5 seconds um it's it's incredible to watch the development of Joe Tryon and and what he is able to do and after practice you, you I'm sure you all saw the picture circulating all over Twitter but if you're not on Twitter he was sitting there picking the brain of Simeon Rice who was in attendance at practice and Simeon flat out told him I can't wait to see what you do this season so you have this young guy coming in and immediately going to a legendary Buccaneer player, somebody who should be in the Hall of Fame. 
he has the numbers to be in the Hall of Fame. He has, you know, similar or better numbers than guys like Michael Strahan and Jason Taylor, who were first ballot Hall of Fame players. Why he continues to be overlooked, I will absolutely never understand. But he's immediately picking the brain and asking questions and learning from one of the greatest pass rushers we saw from the 90s into the 2000s, somebody who was a pivotal part of the Buccaneers' first Super Bowl run, had, what was it, three, three and a half sacks in the Super Bowl on Rich Gannon? The guy was an absolute behemoth. So you have this guy who's coming in, and he immediately wants to get better. He immediately wants to learn from one of the best to ever do it. That shows you the character. That shows you the desire for Tryon before he even sets foot on an NFL field to say, I know I can get better, and this is the guy that I need to talk to in order to make that happen. So that was that was something great to see, and, and Simeon sitting there telling Tryon, I can't wait to see what you can do, shows what Simeon saw at practice of how good he is already and what he's going to be able to accomplish on an NFL field. Something else that, that we're going to talk about here is, again, we're going to the, the opposite end of the spectrum here. We're going to talk about some struggles. Uh, Bruce Arians called out the offense on Monday for basically being terrible, and he's sick of seeing it after days off with the offense struggling. But we're going to take a look at, at more specifically, some players and the, the first one to bring up is Tanner Hudson. Now, this is a guy who, you know, he's buried on the depth chart anyway. You got Cameron Brait, you got O.J. Howard, you got Gronk. But Tanner Hudson has contributed to this team in recent years. He's helped out. He's filled in when injuries have happened. But Bruce Arians called him out by name and said that he has regressed as a blocker. That is a word that you never want to hear said about you during an NFL training camp is regression. And on a team that's absolutely loaded, top to bottom with talent, hearing your head coach say that you've regressed in an area that is pivotal for you to make this team, Tanner Hudson's going to have to do something to step up. And Arian said, we know he can catch the ball, but he has to get better at blocking. And if you are a tight end on this team, you're battling for basically one Maybe to I can't see the Bucks carrying five tight ends, but if you're battling for that final spot at your position and you can't block, you're not going to make the team. We've talked about it with wide receivers. We've talked about how Justin Watson probably isn't going to make this team because there's so much talent battling for one or two spots, and you see guys like Jalen Darden and Jaden Mickens out there fielding kicks and fielding punts to make themselves indisposable from a special teams aspect and sneak in as wide receivers. You know, you you have the same issue with tight end that these guys are battling it out and if you have a guy who maybe can't catch as well as Tanner Hudson but can block better, they're going to take the guy that can block because that's where get, what they're going to need out of their tight end more so than catching the ball. Yeah, it's great. Tanner Hudson has made some great catches. He's scored some touchdowns for this team. He's gotten some key first downs. But you know who else can catch the ball? Gronk. 
OJ, Brait. I mean, Brait, let's let's not kid ourselves. He's not great at the blocking, but he makes the team because he's such a good pass-catching tight end. So they already have a pass-catching tight end. They don't need another one that's buried on the depth chart. They need someone that can block, that can come in on kicks, that can come in on punts, come in on extra points, which I understand is the same as kicks, but still, you, you get the idea. They need someone that can block. They need someone in a goal line situation that can be on the end of the line and block. And if Tanner Hudson can't answer the bell, then he's not going to make this team. There's, you know, that's the long and the short of it. You got Cody McElroy and Jarrell Adams sitting there battling with Tanner Hudson for that final spot. And like I said, Hudson has to step his game up in a big, big way if he is going to beat out the other two because those guys can block. We don't need another pass-catching tight end. We need somebody who can block. And, you know, I would love to see Tanner Hudson back, but if he can't get the job done, then it's going to go to somebody like McElroy or Adams. Somebody who always continues to step their game up is our friends over at Built Bar. And you know, you know, we're passionate about Built Bars. They are delicious. They are good for you. But if you've never had one, here are all the amazing flavors that Built Bar offers. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. There is something for everyone. Not only that, they are good for you with the bars containing 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories, 4 to 5 grams of sugar, 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. If you never had one, you can pick yourself up a mixed box and you're going to get two of each of the flavors offered so that you can decide what your favorite is. Just head over to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off at built.com. Wrapping things up here on a Wednesday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. James Yarko flying solo on this episode. I know normally today is WTSP Wednesday, but Evan is busy working on some really exciting stuff that uh, I'm sure you guys are going to be excited about when the season begins to roll around. So it's just me today, but you can check us out on Twitter at JYarko underscore Bucks and at DHarrison82. We got some questions sent in from our buddy Greco. So Greco, um, hopefully my answers will suffice. I guess if David wants to answer them on the next episode, he can. But his first question is, are we worried about suck up in the kicking game? Will we be going for two more often? Now, the struggles of Ryan's suck up during camp have been well documented. And last year, we all loved Ryan Suckup because it looked like he had finally solved the kicking issue in Tampa that they have been battling with for so long. But so far through through uh, a couple of practices at camp, Ryan Suckup does not look to be his best self. Now, Bruce Arians came out, said that he's not worried about Ryan Suckup. The guy's in incredible shape, just needs to kind of get into the swing of things haha, insert dad joke. Um, But as of right now, I'm not concerned with Ryan Suckup. Not yet, anyway. Uh, This guy is a longtime veteran. 
He had a great year last year, but he wasn't perfect. He missed some kicks. He missed some extra points. So I'm curious to see how he does on Saturday against the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm curious to see how he continues to do through practices, but I don't think he's going to be losing his job anytime soon. Um, I also don't think that the misses that he will have this year are going to be glaring in the way that misses from, you know, Roberto Aguayo or Matt Gay or uh, you know anybody else uh, have been in recent years because I don't think too many of the games are going to be as close as those games were where one kick is really going to cost you a win. Now, some will. I'm not saying the Bucks are going to win every game by double digits, but this is this is a different team than when we saw the kicking woes in the past. So that kind of leads us to question number two from our good buddy Greco, and it is, what does having a healthy OJ and Gronk do for the offense? Can we average 40 points a game? Whoa, Greco, that's a tall order. 40 points a game would be an all-time elite epic offense. The Buccaneers have the pieces for that. And part of those pieces are OJ Howard and Rob Gronkowski. And I talked about that on yesterday's episode just a little bit where lots and lots of two tight end sets, lots of them. And sometimes OJ stays in the block while Gronk goes out on a on a route. Sometimes Gronk stays in the block and OJ's going to go out on a route. Sometimes they both go out on routes. Sometimes they both stay in and block. No matter what they do, the defense has to respect those players as threats. Linebackers have to stay in, which is going to open up the middle of the field for a crossing Antonio Brown or a Chris Godwin. Sometimes a little bit of a delay is going to freeze those linebackers and it's going to open something else up. You throw Cameron Braid in the mix and it really creates problems for defenses. Can they average 40 points a game? I'm going to say no. And I'm going to say no because saying yes is a pretty hefty, bold prediction. For reference, since 2000, the best offense, and in fact, this is really the best offense ever, but the 2013 Denver Broncos are the best offense in the NFL since the year 2000. Now, that was the team that went 13-3. and Peyton Manning threw a record 55 touchdowns. That team averaged 37.9 points per game. The next one closest to them was that undefeated Patriots team led by your boy Tom Brady. Back when Randy Moss exploded and set the single-season record for receiving touchdowns, Brady set the record for touchdown passes in a season until it was broken by that 2013 Denver Broncos' Peyton Manning They averaged 36.8 points per game. So to average 40 per game, you are talking about the greatest offense in the history of the National Football League. I'm not ready to come out and say that that is what's going to happen. What I will say is that they have the talent 
to do it. They have the talent to put themselves in the history books alongside the 2007 Patriots and the 2013 Denver Broncos to be talked about as one of the best offenses of all time with Tom Brady, Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Fournette and Rojo in the backfield, Gronk and OJs at at tight end, and a pretty darn good offensive line to be able to keep Brady upright and open up holes for those running backs. So, no, Greco, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say no. They're not going to get 40 points a game, but might see a record for highest points per game in Buccaneers franchise history. Might see a record for the most 40-point games in a season in Buccaneers history, and I think they could be averaging in the low to mid-30s per game. This is... In a 17-game season, barring any any major injuries, this is a 13, 14, maybe 15-win team. They have the defense. They have the explosive offense. It's about putting it all together and not taking any steps back, not reading their own press clippings, and hopefully not dealing with any major injuries from that season. With that, I'm going to go ahead and get out of here, but please check out everything going on over at BucksNation.com. Make sure to send us your emails and voicemails if you have any questions, topics that you want to hear talked about, concerns, anything of the such. If there's something you want to, you know, hear me talk about from training camp that you want me to keep an eye on, maybe a player or a position group, whatever it is. Send those in to LockedOnBucksPodcast at gmail.com or give us a call at 813-444-5841. I will be be calling in again tomorrow from the Advent Health Training Center and, uh, and giving you guys my takeaways from training camp. Until then, follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to each other, and we thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks.